0: As we can see on the worship, if you can open up your Bibles, those who have the Bible app, you can join us there as well in Galatians 6 chapter, looking at verses 11 to 18 as we concluding, looking at Galatians, understanding the gospel. Those who have the Bible app, you can see the sermon notes right there and follow along with the message as well. You'll see the text. Uh, there as well, Galatians uh, sixth chapter, we're picking up there at the end. Amen. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Word of God reads, Notice what large letters I use as I write. These closing words in my own handwriting. Those who are trying to force you to be circumcised want to look good to others. They don't want to be persecuted for teaching that the cross of Christ alone can save. And even those who advocate circumcision don't keep the whole law themselves. They only want you to be circumcised so they can boast about it and claim you as their disciples. As for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been crucified, and the world's interest in me has also died. It doesn't matter whether we have been circumcised or not. What counts is whether we have been transformed into a new creation. May God's peace and mercy be upon all who live by this principle. They are the new people of God. Verse 17, I, I liked it. This. this is Paul letting them know, Don't, let there be no more trouble. From now on, don't let anyone trouble me with these things, for I bear on my body the scars that show I belong to Jesus. Uh, dear brothers and sisters, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And the church says, amen. amen. You may be seated. As you take you see, help me in the subject matter to your neighbor. Tell them, changed. Inside. Inside. Hey, look at your other neighbor. Tell them, Changed inside yes Mm. change when we look up the definition of change you can see it talks about how something is made different change sometimes is easy to be seen in some things and some things it takes time to be noticed Uh, but yet as as james ingram had that song everything will change people don't stay the same you might look at photos of yourselves and see how we have changed in some ways. In other ways, we stay the same. But change did happen. The change that comes from our relationship with Jesus is on the inside. Tell your neighbor, it's on the inside. The change that comes from Christ affects our hearts in such a way spiritually That it impacts us that our physical actions change, but our physical appearance may remain the same. And what I'm trying to get at, that some people try to dress up their transformation, only hiding that they're still dead inside. Let me help you out. You might see some of those commercials, how they can make a car in a junkyard look brand new. But your question should be, as my question well, why would you go to the junkyard? Uh, obviously, that car don't run, so what does it matter that it looks good? Well, I, I lost somebody. Why are you going to shine up a car that's not going to run? I lost somebody. Why is it that you come to church every day, but you haven't changed? Watch out. I was trying to be soft, but y'all weren't catching it. We talk about change, and we tell people we've changed, but all you changed was the clothes you wear on Sunday. Your heart has not changed. Paul is writing to them, saying to them that... They want you to become circumcised, have a superficial change that is outwardly seen so they can brag about you. Say, look what I taught you to be our disciples. But Paul is saying, but if you follow them, you will find out that they don't even follow all the law. And Jesus made it clear that if you broke one, you broke them all. Here they are keeping one law, thinking that they're keeping all the law, but Paul is pointing out that they are fake. They are phony. They are not real. Anybody, you know, the, the saying now, and, and there's a, uh, an, an emoji for it too with the 100 underlined double times in the red, how they tell you to keep it 100. You know, back in the day, used to, there was always say, keep it real. Now they say, keep it 100. All right. Now, and then, then the kids have another say, they say that they tell the truth and they keep it real. So they're trill. And, and so there's something out there. That everybody wants to keep it 100. They want to be trill. They want to keep it real. But if you want to be real, what's in your heart? We need to get past the outside change, which is superficial. It makes a good showing. It gets a lot of attention. But under further investigation, we'll find out it won't match. You know how funny money is. Anybody, anybody play with funny money? You know, funny money. Money they're not real. I know when I was a child, I thought I had real money. I go to the dollar store, I buy that dollar bag full of money, and I'll give a $5 bill, because that's the biggest bill I had, and I'll wrap it around with the funny money. And I put that clip on, walk around like, yeah, I got money. Go to the store tell my mom, I'm going to buy everything in the store. My mom said, boy, that money not real. <laughs> you, got, you got the real on the, on the outside, covering up the fake on the inside, and it's not going to get you far. We need to be real with ourselves. Stop trying to cover up stuff. Trying to fake it. And realizing you're not going anywhere. Superficial change. It's artificial. It's not real. Tell your neighbor, it's not going to last. This circumcision they're trying to get them, remember early, tells them that these Judaizers are trying to tell you that you have to do these works. In order to be saved because they are offended of the cross and do not want to be persecuted for the cross. So their change is on the outside. And and, and, and you know, in Revelation, if you have not read Revelation, check out Revelation. And there's a there's a passage in Revelation where Jesus says, here I am. Standing on the outside. Mm, mm, knocking. I want you to understand that Jesus wants to get in. Mm He wants to get in your heart, but he's not going to force you. He's not going to break in. He's not going to tear the walls down. He's going to simply give you the invitation. Here I am. Do you want me to come in? And the question is, do you want him to come in? Because if you want him to come in, here comes the problem. That once you let Jesus in, things have to change. Mm. I, I, I want you to grasp something very closely here. That when, when, when Jesus comes in, things have to change. What do you, what do you mean? I, I mean that, that issue you have of unforgiveness. When Jesus comes on in, he's going to look right at that problem. They're going to talk to you about it. Uh, you say you love me, huh? All right. Well, how come you haven't called so-and-so? You know who that is. How come you haven't called so-and-so to check in on them? You still mad about that? Uh, have you understand that I have forgiven you for all of your sins? And you have one issue with one person? And you still holding this grudge? Do you understand? I died for the whole world. I took on their pain, their suffering, so that they might have life and more abundantly. And you still hold on to this one grudge? If you want me in, you gotta settle this right now. Jesus letting us know that I I, I want you to make room for me to operate. Think about how we, we have issues now with Jesus is going to tell me to forgive something, but you get a brand new TV. Oh, you'll make room for that. If it can't fit through the door, you'll knock down a wall. Just to make sure it can get in into the house. You do whatever you can to bring something you want into your house. But when it becomes Jesus, oh, you can only stand in the doorway. You can only come so far. He wants to get on the inside. He's not about the superficial chain. Many of us can dress it up. Uh, many of us can speak it very well. You, How are you doing? I'm blessing highly favor. Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Oh, we can talk all that. But get on my last nerves. I might tell you about yourself. Your mama and your daddy and your unborn child. You get me real mad. But you catch me on Sunday. Oh, he's so enough. He's good. I talk to him all the time. It's amazing how we make our relationship with God one-sided. I talk to him. I talk to him. We need to say I was listening to him. I spent some time with him. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. We need to understand that he does not need us. It's we that need him. And so when we realize that we need him, we're not caught up with all the superficial stuff. Uh, many of us got shoes on and I got some shoes on that require polish. And so you got to polish them to shine them up so they look all nice on the outside. You try to polish them up so they look all good, but if your feet stink, it's still going to stink on the inside. But you can shine, don't that look nice? We need to be careful that we try to shine ourselves, but we still stink. The Bible tells us that on our best days, we're still nothing but filthy rags. We need to understand that we stink. And only God can change our odor. The Bible makes it clear in Corinthians. Go check it out. It says, to those who are perishing, we stink. But to God, we're sweet smelling safe. Because when we are life, when we have life in us, we smell like life. And life smells good. When we've been changed on the inside, it will impact our actions on the outside. When the spirit moves, it's like the wind blowing. Your face may not change expression, but all of a sudden your heart might get a fix. There's somebody I need to go talk to. There's someone I need to confess to. There's someone I need to be nicer to. There's someone I need to surrender to. We get caught up with physical change. There's physical change out there that tell you how to work out in 30 days and 90 days. You can change your bodies, and they show you the pictures before, right, and after. I want to share something with you that when the Spirit's working on you, you don't have before and after pictures. Because check this out. The Spirit can move on you today, and by tonight can be your after, but you're going to look the same. But she's not going to feel the same. When you lay burdens down, mm, you feel uplifted. You didn't lose any weight physically, but you lost a whole lot of weight spiritually. And the workout plan that our Lord and Savior has doesn't take 30 days. All it takes is just one second. All you got to do is just say, I need you. (laughs) Do you understand that he's available? He wants to get on the inside of your heart. He wants to change your outlook in life. He wants to transform you. He who is in Christ is a new creation. Behold, all things pass away. And behold, all things become new. You see it right there in the text that it, circumcision or uncircumcision doesn't matter. What counts is your transformation, being new in Christ. I I know in the society we live in, many of us are familiar with cell phone plans because almost everybody now has a cell phone plan. And and here's how they get you. They sign you up for an agreement and they know you want to get that new phone. And in order for you to get the new phone, you got to sign up for another agreement. Just to get the new phone. So some other companies trying to come in and, and take in off of them. And the reason why they can do that, because they don't have to pay for the cell phone service. They're just going to tap into the other cell phone service, so that's less overhead on them. And they'll say, we'll give you a free phone. We'll buy your contract. Come join us. Because they know you want something new. We like new things. I want you to understand that Jesus gives you an upgrade every day. You want something new? Just check with G. He got something new every day. The hymn, The Writer's Greatest Our Faithfulness. Morning after morning, what? New mercies, I see. Some of the, some of the younger generations don't know that hymn. Y'all go check that hymn out there. They're like, I don't know the next line. New mercies, I see. Morning after morning. He doesn't stop. That's why we understand weeping and for now, but joy. Comes in You understand, something new is about to take over. When we trust in the Lord, he can give me a new heart. And that new heart will sing a new song. Oh, glory be to God. You understand, when he changes us, we have a new attitude, a new outlook. He changes us and makes us better. He, he's not concerned about superficial. He wants what's real. He wants your heart. Now, I'm trying to mess with somebody's business right now, so so, so you get mad at me. That's all right. But that issue that you have in your heart, Jesus is letting you know that he can take care of you. There's nothing too big for our God. There's nothing too hard for our God. That relationship that's in trouble, he's letting you know, have you trust me? There's nothing that he is unable to do. And so, what I'm encouraging you is just spend some time with God and be quiet. Don't tell him what your wants are. Say, Lord, have your way. Have your way. And 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 he might tell you to do some things that you don't want to do, but you got to say, "Lord, not my will be done, but thine will be done." He's after your heart. This is I'm gonna close on this. This Holy Spirit took me another place, but this is what I'm gonna give you about evidence of change in your life. These three are evidence of change in your life. The first one is that Jesus, Jesus has become your treasure. To treasure him is to honor him. And to honor him is to put him before anyone else. I heard a, a, a minister talking about his daughter and his daughter says that she was going to hide herself so far in Christ in order for her husband to find her. He has to first find Christ. When we make him our treasure, it's amazing that he will satisfy all our needs. When he becomes your treasure, you understand that the earth and the fullness belongs to him. When he becomes your treasure, you think about how can you take care of your treasure. And to take care of your treasure is do what he calls you to do. That's why Paul said, these, you follow these principles, you will love one another. You'll be kind and gentle one to another. You'll, you'll show the fruit of the spirit. So is he your treasure? Second is that worship is your pleasure. Worship is what you desire to do. Worship is not just in musical form, but worship is in your everyday service. Worship is not wait till I get to Sunday, but every morning I take time to worship him. I know many of us have got into our regiment that we have prayer every morning. But my question is, do you have worship every morning? And I encourage you that if you don't have worship every morning, just try. And, and you will say, well, how do I worship? And this is how you worship. You could just look in Revelation 19 and just read that and it says, holy, holy <laughs> is the Lord God almighty. Or you can look early in Revelation. They, just, they just have to. The, they keep on saying, "Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty." They keep on saying it over again. They lay down crowns and start all over again. But to worship Him is to give Him adoration, and to bless Him for who He is. And I guarantee that if you wake up in the morning, instead of worrying about your stresses you have for the day. So I worry about how many meetings I have today or what I got to do for the children and what I got to do to fix dinner. But instead, you start thinking. I said, Lord, can I just worship you for being a good God for giving me one more day on this side of the earth? You are holy and worthy of all the praise. And see how your mind starts to stop thinking about your troubles and you start thinking about how good your God is. And you just bless him. And then all of a sudden you're not worried about what's going to happen on today. Because you know the Lord has it in his hands. So Jesus is your treasure. Worship is your pleasure. And serving God is your desire. These three are evidence of he's in your heart. Because obedience is better than sacrifice. He is looking for true worshipers and those who worship him spirit. What? And in truth. In order for us to worship him, we must know him. And to know him, we will serve him. And to serve him is because we love him. Do you you desire to give him glory? Because, you know, glory belongs to God. (laughs) Glory belongs to God. And so here it is Will you let him in your heart. Because if you let him in your heart, things will change. Things will not stay the same. And when you let him in your heart, your appetite will change. You'll find out that I don't mind worship him from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. When he's in your heart, you don't mind doing his work, realizing that he might take me into places I normally will not go talk to people. I normally will not talk, but he has sent me. He has called me, and I must be obedient because I desire to give him glory. I desire to serve him. And you see, there's a blessing. You see, there's a blessing. And there's a blessing in Deuteronomy 20. Go ahead and check it out. I got it in my notes, but I close. I'm done. I'm trying to get us out of here. But there's a blessing. And the blessing simply symbolizes there's a, there's a blessing on your going out and your coming in. And then that blessing says he will bless the work of your hands. <laughs> you will see fruit on the vines. Your house will be well. You understand there's a blessing in just trusting in God. There's a blessing in just depending on his word. When you trust in God, you realize it does not matter how hard you work, how much overtime you put in, how many, how often times you pay the bills on time. It's not going to save your life. But if you just trust in the Lord and let him be your provider, it's amazing how he'll give you peace. Has anybody been there before when you don't know how you're going to make it? But you just say, God, just give me peace. (laughs) You checked at your bank account. Don't know how bills are going to get paid. But he said, Lord, I know your make-away. You looked at your refrigerator. You didn't have the steak you wanted, but that grilled cheese hit the spot. He said, Lord, thank you for putting a meal on my table. You went to the store. You wanted to buy you some new clothes. But you went home and said, Lord, I still got something in my closet. You went out in your car and it was putting along, but you said, thank you, Lord, I got transportation. You went to the hospital and your bill was kind of high, your health was kind of low, but you said, thank you, Lord, I'm walking home. Is anybody here just grateful? That he is a great God. That he will take care of you. He will get on the inside and give you peace in the middle of the storm. Good God from Zion. Can't you just testify? Lord, I want you in my heart. I want to give it all to you. Lord, I surrender to you. I give my life to you.